0: everyone and welcome thank you so much for joining us this morning my name is harrison richards and i'm a legislative associate with the michigan municipal league first off i want to thank our panelists and attendees for joining us today for our press briefing we'll give our attendees just a few more minutes to join us on the call and then we will proceed with today's event Just a couple of housekeeping items before we begin. During our speakers prepared remarks, please feel free to place your questions in the Zoom Q&A feature below. And please add for assistance of our panelists, the name and affiliation of your organization. We'll conclude today's event by answering the questions from attendees. You are welcome to record this event. We will also have a replay recording available for others on demand after the event as well. So with that, let us get started. Now, with the events that have taken place since March 2020, they have forever changed Michigan. This pandemic has led to pain and suffering and immense challenges throughout our communities. It has also provided Michigan with an opportunity, an opportunity to set the trajectory of our prosperity for decades to come. The American Rescue Plan, or ARP, dedicates billions of dollars to support individuals, families, education, small businesses, infrastructure, and governments. Flexible resources are now available at the state's disposal to provide immediate relief to those who are hardest hit by the pandemic, while making strategic long term investments. So the question we face today in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic is how we can move on how we can move Michigan from recovery to prosperity. Our coalition sets out to do that. The Coalition for a Strong and Prosperous Michigan took the month of September in collaboration with over 40 partners throughout state government our communities, organizations to discuss our priorities, to listen, to learn, and to collaborate beyond our own individual expectations and to develop a comprehensive and strategic roadmap for Michigan's future. As leaders representing people from every corner of our state, we prioritize maximizing these one-time ARP resources in a way that will amplify and sustain future returns, capitalize on the economic value of our thriving communities and advance equity, build community wealth, support entrepreneurship, prioritize the need for our talent and spur business development. From Rescue to Prosperity, a roadmap for Michigan's future, lays out our bold vision to meet this opportunity head on. We are so pleased to unveil this bold vision for you this morning. This roadmap is a comprehensive strategy to focus on the state's ARP resources in a coordinated fashion across five critical areas, infrastructure, fiscal health, thriving communities, a strong economy and public health and safety. Our speakers this morning will touch on each of these key elements of our plan. And now it is my great pleasure to introduce our first speaker for today, Jamie Fleming. Jamie is the past chair of the American Water Works Association of the Michigan Board of Trustees, and she will be discussing our vision for investment in infrastructure. Welcome, Jamie.
1: Thanks so much, Harasana. I am so pleased to be here this morning on behalf of the Michigan section of the American Water Works Association to discuss investment in infrastructure, and as a partner of the Coalition for a Strong and Prosperous Michigan, which I am proud to say represents a diverse mix of 40 businesses, government organizations, local elected leaders, and statewide associations from local governments, regional agencies, and private sector partners across the state. As we all know, water is an essential part of the health and vitality of our communities our environment, our economy, and life itself. When we say water, we refer to it in all of its forms, from the natural environment, to drinking water, to wastewater, to stormwater, all of which are inextricably linked. Water infrastructure across Michigan is in desperate need of repair and replacement. The American Rescue Plan provides an opportunity to repair and replace aging water infrastructure, resolve public health problems, reduce environmental contamination, and provide current and future generations with resilient and sustainable systems. This will leverage 2.5 billion in American Rescue Plan funds by the end of 2026 to make capital improvements, replace lead service lines, improve planning at the local level, and address issues of sustainability and resiliency related to water. I'd like to highlight some of the key investments in infrastructure. 1.25 1.25 billion in capital improvements to drinking water, wastewater, stormwater management, and green infrastructure. 250 million to replace lead service lines as required by the state lead and copper rule. 200 million for drinking water, wastewater, stormwater planning, and asset management grants. 100 million to create a statewide water assistance program that's consistent with existing programs for other utilities. 85 million for investment in municipal infrastructure to mitigate the impacts of high water levels, 100 million for PFAS mitigation and connection to municipal systems, 125 million for dam retrofit repair and removal. Additionally, high-speed broadband should be accessible to homes and businesses across Michigan to enhance economic development, provide access to education and lifelong learning opportunities, and support remote work demands. Utilizing the American Rescue Plan, Michigan can support the build out high speed broadband and help modernize the way we learn and learn. By investing 500 million, we can enhance the Michigan Communities Grant Program, address gaps in connectivity, address digital literacy and barriers to devices, start a statewide broadband mapping initiative and support a community and regional broadband needs analysis. Now, it's my pleasure to turn it over to our next speaker, Steve Curry.
2: Thank you, Jamie, and good morning. I'm Steve Curry, the Executive Director of the Michigan Association of Counties. Supporting the long-term fiscal health of the state and local governments of all size is key to stabilizing Michigan's economic landscape. State economic policy sets the stage for business growth and personal wealth creation. Local government complements state policy by balancing quality of life, infrastructure, and economic initiatives for community-specific needs. Utilizing the American Rescue Plan strengthens Michigan's prosperity by providing stability at the state and local level. Local governments and businesses across Michigan have experienced firsthand the impacts of the pandemic. While many have received assistance, the demand placed on them is greater than the resources available to meet those demands. Yes, local governments in Michigan did receive $4.4 billion in resources from the American Rescue Plan, but remember, there are over 1,800 local units of government in Michigan. The truth is, 82% of local units are receiving less than $500,000. For those resources to be truly transformational, they need to be able to partner with the state and others to leverage those resources. In addition, high levels of unemployment in 2020 and 2021 were not due to the normal swings of the labor market or actions of employers. Rather, the pandemic forced states to issue stay-at-home orders, which led to massive layoffs, business closures, and unprecedented levels of unemployment. To address these issues, we believe that we should invest another 800 million to enhance revenue sharing for local units of government, stabilize the Unemployment Insurance Trust Fund, and provide technical assistance for reporting and compliance requirements related to the American Rescue Plan. Now it is my pleasure to turn it over to our next speaker, Don Crandall.
3: Good morning, thank you, Steve. I'm Don Crandall, the Executive Vice President of Government Relations for the Home Builders Association of Michigan. And access to attainable housing and thriving communities have a significant impact on education, health, employment, economic, and equity outcomes while providing greater opportunities for wealth creation. Michigan can utilize American Rescue Plan resources to address the state's housing needs, invest in great places, and lay lay in wraparound services to improve outcomes for all Michigan families. I want to give a little context in terms of the housing industry, Um, just briefly lay out some numbers. In 2005, there were roughly 54,721 single-family homes built in the state of Michigan. By 2007, that number had dropped to 15,000 single-family home permits being pulled. By 2009, that number had dropped to a little over 6,200. And for 2021, we're projecting 17,251 single-family home permits being pulled. And if you look at the the house points, there are about 1.26 million people who can afford a home between the, the housing price of zero and $150,000, but once that price goes above 150 dollars to $250,000, that number of individuals who can afford a home drops to $853,000. So through the following investments, we can address housing and community development needs across Michigan. Um, And what we're proposing is investing $350 million in the Housing and Community Development Fund, $10 million for housing-ready communities, $20 million to fund a one-time employee housing tax credit, $50 million to accelerate and incentivize building trades programs, $50 million for community revitalization and placemaking grants programs, $25 $25 million, uh, investment in a Michigan Nonprofit Relief and activi- Activation Program, and $250 million for regional resiliency planning grants. And now I'd like to turn it over to our next speaker, Jared Fleischer.
4: Good morning, everyone. I'm Jared Fleischer, Vice President of Government Affairs for the Rock Family Company. I wanna start by commending the Michigan Municipal League and the Association of Counties and American Water Works and uh, really the entire coalition uh, for what I think is a very important uh, and impressive work product. Uh, the opportunity before Michigan to invest uh, between rescue plan dollars and additional dollars at the state level, a total of $10 billion is truly transformational, uh, but to get it right is also a, a great challenge. And I cannot commend enough the members of of this coalition for putting together a comprehensive plan for how to invest the rescue plan. I think it is truly of enormous value to policymakers to see something that is as uh, well-rounded and and thought out as this, to to see the whole as they then um, uh, make decisions. I'm also very pleased to see the focus in this plan on economic development on community development, on workforce development. Uh, We had an economy in transition before COVID, uh, dealing with the digital revolution and the importance of uh, digital literacy, um, with the electrification of the auto industry. And there is no question that COVID uh, accelerated these trends, magnified these challenges, and we need a response to be a prosperous and competitive Michigan. And what you see in this plan uh, is, is extremely important in bridging us to that future. And that includes $250 million in new economic development and community development programs focused on historic rehab to help all of our downtowns and main streets that have been so impacted by COVID. Uh, a new concept to convert empty office space to housing and other in-demand uses. Again, our downtowns and main streets throughout the state are, are going through a, a revolution in remote work and hybrid work. At the same time, as you just heard, uh, we have an acute need for more housing, quality housing. This is a win-win solution. Um, new investments in brownfield redevelopment. Uh, we have a post-industrial state. I'm looking at a, a new future um, with, again, the new future auto industry, um, burgeoning need for logistics and, and uh, transshipment as the e-commerce revolution continues. So critical investments in brownfield remediation. Uh, on that standpoint, uh, the plan includes a $100 million investment in strategic site redevelopment. Um, if you, uh, if you, it couldn't be more foundational that if we don't have sites we are not going to attract development. And this ranges from you know, clearing uh, sites that may have an abandoned factory to get them ready getting greenfield sites ready with uh, infrastructure and, and utilities, uh, a critically important investment for our future competitiveness. It includes $300 million investment in workforce development, job training, um, Reconnect Michigan a Community College Program, feature for front lines, a community college program uh, for those who are on the front lines of the pandemic. We have seen, we're continuing to see the extraordinary uh, uh, workforce challenges um, businesses having such a difficulty finding um, uh, skilled labor, the need for more skilled labor in the labor force. These are our critical investments uh, to uplift our people, uh, to expand opportunity, but also help our businesses thrive by creating the talented pipeline that they need. A uh, $130 million investment into the hospitality industry that has that is an employment backbone in the state of Michigan and has been through... Uh, such a challenge, a continuing challenge with COVID, investments uh, in, in the workforce and in uh, safety measures, HVAC, things like that. And then finally, a $40 million investment in EV readiness, charging stations and infrastructure, so Michigan can lead the world not only in the development and manufacturing of electric vehicles, uh, but their, their adoption. And with that, I'm pleased to introduce Mike Larson.
5: Thank you Jared. Um, I'm Mike Larson, President CEO of the Michigan Association of United Ways. Um, I represent 39 local United Ways across the state of Michigan that are working daily to create partnerships, to mobilize resources, to invest in communities, to help families and individuals succeed. Um, And uh, what's very interesting is why this is so important to us, this work in the coalition, being part of this coalition, is uh, if you look at the United Way Alice report uh, 38 percent of our households in Michigan struggle to make ends meet each and every day and all of this work supports those families and those individuals. So we're really grateful to be part of this partnership. And that's why now more than ever, strengthening uh, Michigan's health and safety infrastructure is critical to the quality of life for residents in the Alice population. Uh, through the American Rescue Plan, the state can make targeted investments to support safety, uh, safer, healthier, and more stable populations in Michigan. Uh, with the recommendations from this group uh, is looking at with a $500 or $500 million investment from uh, available ARP dollars, we could significantly improve our jails and county health departments. One. Two, address cybersecurity preparedness uh, across the state. Third, balance capacity statewide for mental health and addiction services in rural and underserved communities across the state of Michigan. Uh, Strengthen social and mental health response and prevention efforts also across the state. And then the last one would be support the social determinants of health and information exchange that plays an important role in connecting housing, healthcare and other wraparound services for those in need uh, uh, and residents and families in our community. We believe that these recommendations will empower individuals and families to truly engage in the economy and the well being of our state as a whole. Now, I'd like to turn it back to, to Harrison. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Mike. And thank you to the rest of our speakers today and to each and every member of our coalition for coming together and recognizing that people places and businesses are inextricably linked, and to achieve a strong and more prosperous Michigan, we must do so together. We know Michigan residents, entrepreneurs, and businesses all desire good health, safety, longevity, and places that create community wealth and assets that they can pass on to the next generation. In sharing this plan, we come together as partners interested in building a path forward that is supported with the tools and resources necessary for shared prosperity. We are excited to see that our partners in the legislature are of the same mind to address this issue. We see that Senate Appropriations has released the water infrastructure plan from Senator Bumstead. Many of those priorities align with ours. And so with that, we are excited to go forward with our partners in the legislature and the administration to work collaboratively and to identify what needs we can amplify for Michigan and really make the best impact on what we seek to do here. And we are ready to work and find common ground and invest in Michigan's future. Our coalition is robust and diverse, but we also welcome others who share the vision and the mission that we hope to achieve. And we hope that you've learned more about the work that we are doing today. And we invite you to continue and seek more information about us and learn more about what we hope to achieve. We will now open it up for questions that you may have. As I mentioned at the top of this, you're welcome to use the Q&A feature to put a question within the chat. You are also welcome to use a Zoom function to raise your hand, and we will bring you up to the screen with audio and video to ask your question. Again, a recording of the press conference will be made available after we end today. So with that, we will dive in. I know we have uh, one question already in the chat. Uh, And Jared, oh, Jared already got to it. That is awesome. Let's see, any other questions from folks? have
4: a hand up from Jad Liding Good. Yes. Uh, Yes, this question is for Jared Fleischer. Um, Is your boss, Dan Gilbert, and his company backing this, or is this just you, can you kind of clarify? Sure. Um, So the uh, Rock Family Companies is a uh, member of of this coalition. Uh, We have uh, partnered with the MML for many years. Um, as we have other uh, businesses that are heavily engaged in their communities. Um, and, uh, and we are we're proud to stand behind this. At the end of the day, uh, there's a, a process here and you can see the legislature um, you know, have obviously, the governor you know, have their own ideas and have different uh, views on perhaps priorities, uh, internal allocation, what the number should be for, for this or that, but at the end of the day, um, you know, we think it's incredibly important to put before policymakers in a comprehensive framework. We think it um, will help their thought process and by again, seeing what the whole picture looks like. And we are uh, proud to stand behind that and grateful to the folks who really put this uh, very important work together.
0: All right, we have another question. What kind of appetite are you, for the full panel, the question is, what kind of appetite are you hearing for this plan among legislatures? legislators and the governor's office. Let's see, Don, would you like to take that question and start us off?
3: Sure, thank you, Harisana. Um, well, as we just delivered this plan uh, to leaders of the legislature uh, yesterday, I believe, I um, just as all of us have been working, we've had the good fortune of working on this plan and having conversations for the past month Um, as have, as it was mentioned earlier, um, just a moment ago by Jared, the legislature certainly has some ideas of their own. The governor's administration has ideas of their own. We do feel like this dovetails nicely in certain areas that we've incorporated some of those ideas that the legislature and the administration has been releasing over the last couple of weeks. Um, And I think that we are all very open to having conversations with Key leaders in the legislature and members of the legislature, as this plan becomes more uh, public, uh, to have those conversations and express why it really is an interlinking. You know, this is this is a coalition where you have 40 groups with very diverse uh, voices, very diverse messages. However, we all realize the need for strategically using one-time funding to put Michigan's, uh, Michigan's economy back on the road and that touches everything from housing, to communities, to business, to employees, uh, to infrastructure. And I think that's why we were very thoughtful in taking a very well-rounded approach as we were putting together our proposal. Uh, and including uh, efforts from the legislature and the administration, but also including some of our own goals and missions as well.
0: Thank you. And folks are welcome to use either function to submit any questions that they may have.
5: Yeah, hi, it's Dave Eggert at the AP. Can you hear me?
0: Yes.
6: Uh, I had a question on the the water infrastructure spending, I think it's 2.5 billion. I was wondering, um, <clears throat> you know, if the, what the overall need is, if, if anybody's kind of totaled up with lead line replacements, um, <clears throat> wastewater infrastructure, other other infrastructure, just, you know, is there is there a number out there right now that kind of <clears throat> would, would cover everything, you know, 5 billion, 10
5: billion?
0: Jamie, would you like to take that question?
1: Sure. Um, I don't have an answer for um, the total um, number amongst all of those pieces. Um, I know that in the drinking water sector um, alone that this this begins to touch what we need um, and it is a a great um, beginning for what we need to invest in um, drinking water infrastructure. So when we add all of our water sector pieces together, Um, This this is a great start. We know that there will be um, money needed beyond this to to keep this going into the future, but this really gets us um, started on the projects that um, are not only our priorities, but our priorities for the state um, in general. So um, we we know that um, PFAS is important uh, in our state. That's been um, in the spotlight. We know that we have to replace lead service lines. That's a, a very important piece of this. Um, and these are priorities that the state um, has set out in the My Clean Water Plan and um, other efforts. So this is in keeping with those.
3: Yeah. Hey, Jonathan Osting at Bridge um, again. Um, I see that uh, as far as infrastructure, there's no mention of roads or bridges. Um, Is that because you don't think those would be an allowable expense under the federal stimulus uh, law, or is there another reason um, why you didn't prioritize roads and bridges?
0: So for that question, I am going to direct that to John Lamacchia on our team to pop in with a quick answer.
6: Good morning, Jonathan. and, and I can speak to the last question a little bit too. Uh, so no, we, we do not believe it's gonna be a direct eligible expense uh, under the American Rescue Plan funds. Uh, we also know that there's a potential federal infrastructure plan coming uh, that could both enhance what we're suggesting here today and engage uh, in the road aspect of, of what's going on from that standpoint. I think when we look at the federal infrastructure package that could deliver uh, just over $7 billion uh, to the state of Michigan, I think um, to the previous question, when we think about water cost, uh, if we go back to the 21st Century Infrastructure Report, uh, I believe that mentioned uh, an 800 million dollar annual cost for at least the next 20 years. Uh, so we know that this proposal still is not getting to that overall number. And then we know in some of the the work that we had done with a number of other groups uh, on the lead service line issue, uh, that there was a cost estimate of about $2.5 billion to replace every lead service line in the state of Michigan. And that was with a cost at the time of roughly $5,000 per line when it comes to replacement. We actually know that those costs are up a little bit today uh, from where they were then. Uh, And so that will drive that number a little bit higher. So we have a a tremendous need in that space. Uh, On the water side, uh, we will be able to make a dent in that with this, but we're gonna have to continue to prioritize investment there beyond this uh, and in conjunction with the federal bank.
3: Quick follow-up then, is it um, your belief that everything in this plan would be an allowable expense? Then is that kind of uh, the parameters that you use to, to create this?
6: We have worked hard to try and make sure that they fit within uh, the, the guidance. Uh, the guidance is still interim, and so that could change. Uh, you know. And so we did not want to uh, suggest things that we thought might ultimately, at the end of the day, not be included, but also knowing that there is some flexibility with the, the state resources that are available to move priorities between ARP resources and general fund resources and still meet the needs of this coalition and the needs of uh, many others. Uh, that are out there, um, but our intention is not to work outside the, the guidelines and we will make and are open to adjustments as stipulated by, by those guidelines.
0: Really quickly, I want to go back to Chad in case he had another question. Right, so hand came down. Um, so I will now go to another question from Facebook. Can you expand on the proposal for broadband funding? Are you proposing to use existing programs to fund expansion or are you proposing new programs? Don, would you like to kick us off on that one?
3: I'll give it my best shot. <laughs> uh, so broadband, uh, and I'm gonna come at it from a housing perspective um, to at least get us started. Um, you know, broadband was an issue before COVID for, for the housing industry. And when we actually worked on uh, on some issues prior to when well, we did a, um, a tour around the state on, and we released a report called Where Will 10 Million Michiganders Live? Uh, we heard across the state that broadband prior to COVID uh, was a huge determination on where people were choosing to live, work, and play in our state. As you look at job creation and companies coming into our state, uh, you know, in building new homes, and especially coming out of COVID, what we used to hear prior to COVID was it was location, location, location. Now we're hearing it's kind of a mix of location, 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 but broadband, broadband, broadband. You, you know, we saw when, you know, people were working from home and kids were virtually learning the importance of stable broadband across the state, not just in our You know, our populated areas, but in our rural and urban areas as well. So uh, it's been an issue within the legislature prior to in terms of how do we expand those lines. So I think as we look at um, how we invest in broadband, it will probably be a mix of different proposals, some current, some new ideas. Uh, That's the beauty of this coalition is it brought a, a bunch of very diverse Uh, individuals who like to think outside the box to to put some new ideas in place, but I think what you're going to see is a blend of current proposals um, within the legislature and then maybe some, how do we hit those broadband deserts, you know, which have been talked about, but maybe not fully looked at in terms of how do we accomplish and meet that need.
0: Thank you, Don. And really quick, I wanna toss it back to John really quick to touch on the the latter part of that question about proposing new programs and the coalition's overall points on that as well.
6: Yeah, thank you, Harisana. Um, We we were very direct uh, through the the coalition process actually to be cognizant of what Senator Shirky talked about, right, with these being one-time funds to be you know, constrained in the spending uh, and not create really ongoing costs. And so in this aspect, specifically for broadband, We have an existing program out there, Connecting uh, Michigan Communities Grant Program, so a bulk of of this funding would go directly into that to continue to deploy, and that program has been successful. Um, But we also have tried to be creative in terms of dealing with digital literacy, mapping, and planning across the state, which are really one-time expenditures that will not have to have a cost beyond uh, these dollars associated with the American Rescue Plan. But also recognizing that there are needs within the industry and costs that have been brought up in the legislature, we know Senator Nesbitt has talked about the personal property tax. And so we tried to be creative in addressing that idea as well, uh, to ensure that not only do we as local governments uh, uh, agree that we need to deploy broadband and need to make that more accessible, but also recognize industry needs uh, throughout this proposal as a result, and we think we've come up with something that is
0: balanced, balance,
6: uh, fiscally constrained, and not gonna add an ongoing cost uh, beyond what the, the American Rescue Plan would provide.
1: Hi, this is Beth LeBlanc with the Detroit News. Um, I had a quick question. Uh, after the governor made changes to prevailing wage recently, the, the House Appropriations Chair said uh, that the, that decision would make it difficult to kind of have nego- negotiations over the remaining money and how it's spent. Um, do you guys expect that will hinder your efforts at all, or are you worried about the timely
0: allocation of this money? So, Steve, would you like to start us off on that question?
2: Sure, I think um, I think timeliness is is of the utmost importance at this time. You know, we we don't want to have this money necessarily sitting in in uh, bank accounts not being used for purposes. Uh, of course, you have a three year time frame when you have to allocate these dollars, and then a, a five year time frame when you have to actually spend them. So uh, yeah, those comments definitely are concerning, but that's just part of the process as well. Um, you know, that's nothing new. Uh, hopefully uh, everyone can get together and, and make sure that these funds are used transformationally going forward. Um, but, you know, that's part of the negotiation process and, and we're here to be a part of it.
0: Thank you, Steve. Um, going back to Chad good now.
5: Sorry, I, I didn't raise my hand. <laughs>
4: I don't have any more questions, I'm good.
0: No problem, thank you. Just double checking from the team to make sure that we don't have any other questions out on Facebook. And with that, I think we will go forward and then conclude our event today. And so, as we mentioned, we will have a recording available for folks after Words to preview the press conference. Also, if you're following us on Facebook, you'll know that the press conference has been live streamed there and you're welcome to go back and view it in that area as well. Again, a big thank you to our panelists, our attendees, the members of our coalition and everyone joining us today. If you're interested in following up individually if any of our panelists, please reach out to Josh Hovey at Martin Waymeyer. His contact information is included in the media advisory that was sent to you today. Again, thank you everyone for joining us and have a great day. This has
1: been a production of the Michigan Municipal League. For more information on our programs and services, please visit www.mml.org. And join us for the next episode of
5: We Love Where You Live.